in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you're not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to a bonus episode of Christine's FLR podcast. This episode was first heard on my Patreon and the Wisdom app. Search at Christine Kellogg for both. Now, let's get into it. Number seven, this one, let's talk about this one. Encouraging punishment and humiliation. This is very much tied to female-led relationship. However, it is not a part of every female-led relationship. Not every couple that lives this dynamic uh, enjoys humiliation. Humiliation isn't something everybody enjoys. My subby very much enjoys humiliation. And for the longest time, I struggled with that because I fucking love this man. Like, I love him with my heart and soul. And now he wants me to be mean to him. He treats me like a queen and then he wants me to humiliate him. Like, I'm so in love with him. It's impossible for me to find things that I don't like about him. How would I even humiliate him? It would be lies. And I don't want to lie to him. I mean, this is a huge struggle that I had for a long time. I got creative. I figured it out. It's still not something that we regularly do. I don't regularly humiliate him. And if you were to ask him the best humiliation session I've ever had, I was fucking three sheets to the wind and don't remember hardly any of it. But it was probably three years ago and he still talks about it to this day. He said it was one of the hottest moments in our marriage or our life together. It's a hard one, and it sure isn't a part of every relationship. Not every submissive, or not every man for that matter, enjoys humiliation. And in my opinion, you have to be pretty confident in yourself and be able to handle your emotions because nobody likes to hear bad things about themselves or be humiliated. I don't have that. I would never want to be humiliated like that. I don't have that mindset. I take all the bad in and just overthink it, overanalyze it, all of those things. He views it a totally different way and enjoys when I humiliate him. So I could never do it. It's not for everyone. And I sure don't think that that is mandatory in a female-led relationship, nor do I think that it is in every female-led relationship. Number eight. This one is crazy to me. Being forced to worship 
your partner or your dominant as a goddess and having no room for your own faith. If you've listened to my podcast, you know, I grew up Catholic. I grew up in a small town and religion was very, a very big part of my upbringing. And my husband and I, for a long time, tried to find a church where we fit in. And we I mean, we church surfed for a long time, all different religions, something we needed something to feel like it fit. And we really struggled and didn't find anything that we were overly comfortable with. I mean, it was important for us to have our kids to have faith. But the more we went to these churches, the more I struggled with it. And this is a totally different topic. Our religious views don't matter or whatever. Or it's not. But I think you have to find a common ground. The biggest struggle for us was we lived this lifestyle and this lifestyle in almost every church or in all churches is considered a sin. So if we want both of these things in our life, how do we get there? And again, this is a topic I will probably revisit on another episode because I have a guest lined up that I want to bring on. All of that being said, my husband does to a certain extent worship me But it's not like he would worship in a church setting or worship a higher power or it's it's not like that. It's different. I am it it goes back to me being his priority. It's not like he's bowing down and like worshiping the ground I walk on. And while he may do that, we aren't he's not visibly. I mean, he's only on his knees when he's rubbing my feet. It's not forced worship unless that's the way you want your dynamic to be. Again, and I say this all the time, you have to make this your own. I would never, if my husband had a different faith than me, I would never say you need to worship me and you you cannot have any other faith. It's only me. Because first of all, I am an imperfect fucking human on so many levels. Again, not a mandatory thing in a female-led relationship. And these things really make me giggle because I don't know where the fuck they come up with this. Like, where do these questions come from? And who are the people that see things this way? It's just crazy to me. And it's not, I'm not ripping on people because I was those people for a long fucking time. I didn't know any of this existed. And now here I am, I'm like, is this really how people see my relationship? Is this how I would have seen my relationship before living it? Had I not gone through evolving into this relationship with my subby, would I have viewed our dynamic this way? Is this how I would have viewed it being uh, from a small town? Let's move on because that was a topic and a half. Number nine. I think another misconception is, or another thing, female-led relationships are not. I don't control who my subby can be friends with. I trust him. If he wants to have female friends, fantastic. I don't worry about that. I would never say, nope, I can't say I would never say because I sure have fucking said it. There was a time where we were involved, I think it was a kick group. And there was this one specific bitch that was so fucking catty. She tried to, and I don't even remember what this group was about. I don't know if it was about chastity. I don't remember. And she was trying to be my best friend and all these things. And she said something about my husband. And I said, that's fine. I'll just go through his messages. And she immediately, 
went to him in a private message and said, just a heads up, your wife's going to go through your phone, so you should probably delete anything you don't want her to see. Well, guess what? I had access to that account. I fucking saw it. And I did say, you stay away from her and we are blocking her immediately because I do not need that kind of fucking bullshit drama in my life. So in that instance, I did say who he could be friends with and who he couldn't, but she was bad news. And I really got the vibe from her that she was all about the drama. And man, we have enough bullshit in our life. We don't need it from outside contributing factors any more than what we already have. And he was totally on board. I mean, since the beginning of our relationship, I've always had access to everything of his. I've always had access to all of his chats, his email. I have all of his emails on my phone right now. Right now I have them mainly because I try to help him (laughs) stay on top of things, you know, or whatever, if there's something that comes through that I notice that needs his attention, but he's really good about it. So I have access to everything. I just don't generally check because I have trust in him and I don't feel the need to check up on him. Now, if I thought something fishy was going on or he was doing something shady, I would sure look. But that's our dynamic and he knows that. And I don't think he would ever do anything fishy. I would also never say who he could or couldn't be friends with. We have very similar personalities and we very much... I mean, neither of us really has a ton of friends, but the friends that we do have, they're family. Number 10. Number 10 is kind of an all-encompassing, like you lose your freedoms in the house, like not being able to watch the television programs you want or participate in activities that you may enjoy because the dominant is in control. Our dynamic isn't like that. Some female-led relationships could be like that. It could be a whole nother level of, I don't want to say play, but it could be. I mean, it could be a level of play where, you know, you're not allowed to do certain things. And it seems like most of these things that I've been talking about throughout here are maybe a more extreme level of a female-led relationship. These people that live these more extreme female-led relationships are more open publicly about it. And that's where people are getting this misconception about a female-led relationship. My husband and I watch the same thing. And to be honest, it's fucking YouTube videos about living in your camper because that's where we're at. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because we have been watching the whole Avenger series just because I've never seen them because I'm not a whatever. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We watch the same things. And if there was something he wanted to watch and I didn't, I would find something else to do while I watched it. I mean, we don't watch a ton of regular TV. Like I said, it's all YouTube. And when he wants to watch the geeky, nerdy tech YouTube, I'm usually doing something else and he chooses to watch it at that time. Whether it's, you know, if I'm doing laundry or doing something with one of the kids or whatever. He finds time when I'm not there because he knows a lot of times that stuff doesn't necessarily interest me. And he does that of his own accord. I don't force him. I don't say, don't fucking watch this shit while I'm sitting here. I I really don't care to be honest. And the final one that I'm going to address today is number 11. Not being able to sit at the same level. I mean, again, if your dynamic is that type of dynamic where, I mean, 
you can do a pretty hardcore female-led relationship. And that's great if that's what works for you. I mean, I would never make my husband sit on the floor. He works hard. I'm not going to make him sit on the floor. And he's on the floor all day. He's on his knees or whatever. I mean, he could be on his knees at home giving me a foot rub, which happens occasionally. But I mean, probably more than occasionally. I should not make it sound like that. But I think I would almost be a little uncomfortable if I'm being honest, if he was sitting at a lower level than me. I think that would make me uncomfortable. Yes, we are in a female-led relationship, but he is also my husband. And while I do make all of the decisions and things like that, I I don't know. To me, it, it just feels a little degrading. And maybe my perspective is wrong. It absolutely could be. Or maybe I just don't have the perspective to see it through the eyes of somebody that does practice this regularly. I don't know that it's something that I would ever be interested in doing. I prefer him to be sitting next to me so that when I'm having a conversation with him, I can look in his face or look in his eyes or whatever. And mainly it's because sometimes I give him the fuck me eyes and I like when he gets all worked up about it. So this isn't something that we would personally do. Maybe some female-led relationships do it. I sure don't think it's common enough that it would be considered a miscon or be considered a standard of a female-led relationship. Like out of all of these things that I've talked about, I understand where chastity and wearing women's panties kind of gets linked to a female-led relationship because the kinks and the humiliation, really, because it seems like that's what came out to me initially when we started this dynamic. So I understand that, but. I think that these misconceptions that we're talking about are what a female-led relationship is not. I think a lot of this comes from a more BDSM-focused female-led relationship. I mean, there's different versions. Again, I say this all the time. It's not all whips and chains and handcuffs. And while that would be fun sometimes, it's not something that I choose to do all the time. Now, there's people that live this dynamic or that are in this dynamic that that do it as a scene and they have a BDSM scene. So all of these things that I've just said, this is not what a female-led relationship is. It absolutely could be in a female-led relationship scene that involves BDSM or just somebody participating in a female-led relationship scene. This does not have to be something you live 24-7 and you add what bits to it you want. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I sincerely hope that something that was said in this episode was useful to you. As always, all of my contact info is in the show notes of this episode. And if you'd like to support my podcast, please find me on Patreon. Your support is truly appreciated. Have a great weekend, be a good human being, and take care of each other. Mwah!